This is Matt Tamanini with a little bit of Broadway Radio breaking news. As you are going to listen to today on Broadway, you will hear me talk about the fact that Bad Cinderella is officially opening on Broadway on Thursday night. That is still true. However, what is no longer true is the fact that I will not be doing a review recap episode for the uh, Bad Cinderella opening uh, reviews because we've just found out they are embargoed until midnight, which I guess kind of tells you everything you need to know about what (laughs) the company and the press reps for Bad Cinderella expect the reviews to be, that they are not allowing them to be released until midnight. I assume that there will be some outlets, maybe even most outlets, that will forego that embargo and do it early anyway. But staying up till the normal embargo time of 10 p.m. is honestly later than my bedtime is uh, on a normal day. I'm certainly not going to stay up till midnight just to check so we can get everything. So instead, Grace and I will have all of the reviews on Monday's episode. So you can just disregard everything we say about it coming up as a bonus episode in Patreon and as a top of the episode in the regular feed. So I will now return you to the regularly scheduled Today on Broadway, which will have some things that no longer make sense, but now at least you understand why. Welcome to Today on Broadway for Friday, March 24th, 2023. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. And I'm Tell Me on a Sunday podcast, Grace Aki. Grace, we are recording a little bit before the opening of Andrew Lloyd Webber's latest musical, Bad Cinderella, over at the Imperial Mm. Theater. We do want to send out a little bit more information about why Andrew Lloyd Webber will not be at opening night earlier in the week. I believe Ashley and I discussed the the fact that he would be missing opening night because his son was uh, critically ill. Sir Andrew posted a message on social media earlier in the day on Thursday and gave an update. Uh, He did note that his son uh, Nick had been moved to hospice care as he's been battling cancer, which is obviously... Terribly sad um, for all of them, and we send our best uh, to the entire Lloyd Webber family. And uh, I'm sure he is devastated to not be there with the cast at the Imperial tonight, but obviously needed to be there with his family, so we send our best to that. If you are unfamiliar with what Bad Cinderella is, it is a modern, uh, kind of reworked take on the classic fairy tale featuring music by Andrew Lloyd Webber, a book by Emerald Fennel, Oscar winner Emerald Fennel, and lyrics by the legendary David Zippel. The cast is led by Lenady Hanau playing Cinderella and features just some of the best people on Broadway and Carolee Carmelo and Grace McLean. Just the fact that they're in anything makes it worth seeing. So whether or not this ends up being a hit, a camp hit, a so bad it's fun hit, I don't know. But Carolee and Grace in a show is, for me, not you, Grace, but you uh, as well. But Grace McLean and Carolee Carmelo in a show <laughs> is worth me seeing it no matter what it is. Yeah, And, you know, there there's so much fantastic talent there. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that Jordan Dobson has like, yep. even with like him Playing doing like Hades town and having gone from beautiful noise and the wander, like he really is such a star. It's exciting to see him have such an incredible season. So I don't want to like, you know, discount that that's like a huge thing for an actor to have gone from, uh, one show as kind of like a featured soloist to the leading man and another, um, all in the same season, I think is really exciting. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm very curious. I still haven't gotten to see it. The, the press performances filled the hell up. I mean, everybody wanted to go, so, um, I'll get to see it post open, but, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy and I'm look forward to reading everything that everyone else is. Yeah. So I will have reviews in a separate review recap episode in Patreon later on, on Thursday. If you're listening to this in the regular feed, you've already heard those reviews. Another thing that I did not 
notice or did not realize playing Adele, who I believe is one of the stepsisters. I'm not 100% sure, but I believe is, is one of the stepsisters, is an actress named Sammy Gale. She had her Broadway debut back in 2007 as one of the Who's in Dr. Seuss' How the Grinch Stole Christmas. She played Baby June in the uh, iconic Patti LuPone, Laura Benanti, Gypsy on Broadway. She also came to wider fame as um, uh, Nikki Regan on the TV show Blue Bloods on CBS. So she's been on that show for 11 seasons, hasn't been on in, the I think, the last the, this past season. I think she's in college or something. I don't know. Uh, but she's a fairly recognizable name. If people watch TV police procedurals on CBS, which kind of surprised me that uh, she was in that and I hadn't realized that. So uh, interesting casting nonetheless. Um, coming up on Saturday in the podcast feed, my episode or my interview with Ellery Ward will drop. She's getting ready to go Hi. back out on tour. Her next stop will be in Atlanta on Wednesday March 29th, I will be seeing her in Orlando on Thursday, uh, March 30th. And then she heads, she's got, she actually going back to New York to do Miscast, which we talked about. Then she heads out to the West Coast to play first Phoenix, then in three days in Pasadena, then in Washington, San Francisco, and then back to New Jersey in May. So I know you love Ellery. uh, So I'm excited to see her for the first time in person. Yeah, it's going to be a really good show. She's just so like effervescent on stage. And it's so every concert is so intimate, regardless of how many people are there. So I think you're in for a treat. Yeah, looking forward to it. And finally, before we get into like the news news, because it's kind of a thin news day. um, Yesterday, it was harrowing. It was it was nerve wracking. It was an ordeal. But I got tickets to Merrily We Roll Along on Broadway. The the early access for basically anybody who signed up um hunger games uh, started it, that's exactly what it was i i actually clicked they put up the the ticket part of the website a few minutes before 10 o'clock it was supposed to be 10 o'clock i was just kept hitting refresh it came up at 9 58 i got in i was already in line in the queue it said it would be 33 minutes it ended up taking about 17 i got in the early access code old friend did not work and I just kept hitting refresh. Then the queue, it said they had paused the queue. Clearly something was going wrong. And eventually it came back up uh, and I was able to get tickets. Those things ain't cheap. They didn't tell us how expensive those tickets would be uh, before you actually got in. It's at the Hudson. Everything at the Hudson is expensive. But these shows are not uh, these tickets are not cheap. So I ended up getting a couple of seats at the back of the orchestra. And I thought it's appropriate for this show I am going with my old friend, Heather, who I went to college with the last time we saw a show together. She lives in Atlanta. She's married, has three kids, but she really wanted to see this. And she asked me because she knew I'd seen it, you know, so so we said, all right, let's go and see it together. The last time we saw a show together was when we went on a a New York trip for spring break 2001. We saw Aida in New York with the original cast, except for uh, instead of Sherry Renee Scott, we saw Taylor Dane, pop singer Taylor Dane. So uh, it'll be 22 and a half years since we've seen a show together, uh, but old friends coming back together for Merrily We Roll Along feels appropriate. Can I tell you, can, you know what? I'm just going to out myself right here yes. on Broadway Radio. Go ahead. I don't know a single thing about Merrily We Roll Along. Oh my God. I don't know a single song. Yes, you I do. don't know the plot. You do. No, I don't. I guarantee you, you do. <laughs> I okay. I sang "Our Time" with a choir once. Okay. 
that's it. There's the the it's, big. It's one of those that I just want to see in person when that day comes. Sure. Because I've just decided, you know what? I, I'm just not going to listen to the cast recording. That's me for like a lot of shows where I'm like, yeah. let me just see it so that I see it in context and then listen to the cast recording. I don't like the feeling of just like listening to music arbitrarily because my brain just goes into a million directions of what the story could be. And it distracts totally. me from listening to the music. So hopefully one day I'll get to see You'll you'll get a chance to see it. Um, you, you probably also know not a day goes by. Like, do you know not a day goes by? No. No. Okay, that's like that's a one of the bigger ones. So I thought like on a Sondheim like retrospective, it is very much a Sondheim. So anyway, all right. Well, let's get into the rest of the news again. Not a ton going on, um, but it was announced yesterday that the Broadway musical Six has officially recouped its investment. They made the announcement in celebration of the show's 600th Broadway performance. The recoupment actually happened back in December of 2022. The initial reports of capitalization back in 2020 was that it cost $5 million. I imagine that this would have happened much sooner, much further before the 600th Broadway performance had the pandemic not required not only the shutdown, but a whole set of uh, a new set of rehearsals and tech and all of that stuff. Uh, but this is the first show since the shutdown and since the reopening in September of 2021 to announce that it had recouped its investment. Again, not a ton of new Broadway musicals have opened so that we had to talk about those kind of things. And this one, even though started before pre or before the pandemic, did technically open after the pandemic, because as many people remember, its opening night was the day that Broadway shut down. So that didn't end up actually happening. But uh, I have said it many times. So listeners have have heard me be a broken record on this. I thought the producing on this show was a huge cluster bleep beforehand. I did. I thought it was ridiculous that they were doing like all of these out of town shows to productions before they came to Broadway. I thought it was ridiculous that they were putting it on a cruise ship before it came to Broadway. They were already planning tours before it came to Broadway. And I thought it was just a mess to not put like even semi-recognizable Broadway names in all six of the roles. I, of course, was wrong and I'm an idiot and I should never doubt Kevin McCollum uh, because they have made their money back. And this thing is, I'm sure, with the tours and the cruise ships and everything else, that it is doing quite well for all of those investors and creatives. Yeah. And you've seen it. So so that's great. I finally saw it. Yeah, I really want to see this cast as well. Yeah, um, not to compare, but just because they're so amazing. Um, the cast is so sick. Um, Taylor is just phenomenal. And I, I really want to see her yeah. in this one. Yeah. So I, I'm thrilled for them. Uh, they have one billion tours. I know that like a lot of TikTok <laughs> people were talking about like the, the casting call happening around the world um, for different six queens. And I'm just like, OK, let's go. I'm excited I mean, I to see more of it. Before you before you saw it, I I, I told you I yeah, thought you, you were an Anne Boleyn. Uh, so I'm I'm here for that. My favorite color is green. That's all I'm saying. There you go. It works out very well. And I think as I'm talking to my friend Heather, who I'm seeing merrily with, like I think if we're gonna see multiple shows, like I mean, because you know I'm going to, but if she's uh, depending on what her schedule is, because she does have three kids, um, this is one I think would probably be on the list, and I would not be mad about seeing it for the fourth time on Broadway. So there you go. All right, moving on. Yesterday, a little bit of a change in the schedule over at the Signature Theater off-Broadway. Originally on their season, 
Um, one of the last shows in this uh, in this slate was going to be a new play by Brandon Jacob Jenkins called uh, it was just called Grass. However, that has been replaced with a new play by Brandon Jacobs Jenkins called The Comeuppance. It is going to be directed by Eric Ting. It is set to run May 16th through June 25th. I will be seeing this one because I love Brandon Jacob Jenkins, but also because I have a credit from a canceled performance at Signature that expires uh, at the end of June. So uh, I've got to use it. Get that in. Yeah. Yeah. They uh, they called me last month and said, hey, we got to use this. And I said, hey, I live in Florida. So they said they were going to be announcing this uh, and that I could use it as soon as the tickets go on sale. So here's what the show is about. The Comeuppets is uh, about a self-proclaimed, quote, multi-ethnic reject group that reconvenes for the first time in years to pregame for their 20th high school reunion. They refamiliarize themselves with new versions of old selves over drinks, other substances, and a not-so-innocent truth-telling game. From the start, Death, capital D, looms over and speaks through them, describing their disquieting and darkly comedic fates. I, I think Brandon Jacobs Jenkins is one of the most brilliant, I mean, people writing anywhere, but especially for the stage. And uh, I've not seen one of his shows that didn't absolutely bowl me over with its inventiveness and creativity. So I uh, I cannot wait to see this one coming up uh, in a little over a month from now or two months, a little, little less than two months. All right, moving on. This is something that is not really theater, but more or less will be. We've already talked about how many amazing Broadway stars are going to be in this upcoming season of Only Murders in the Building. Obviously, Steve Martin and Martin Short are are Broadway vets in their own right. Meryl Streep is going to be in there. Ashley Park, Jesse Williams, Paul Rudd, uh, Andrea Martin, not to talk mention Jackie Hoffman um, will be in there. Nathan Lane will probably show up again. Um, Wouldn't be surprised if we saw a little Jane Howdy shell in flashbacks as well. But we learned of three more Broadway vets that'll be joining this upcoming third season in recurring roles. Uh, Linda Amond, Wesley Taylor, and Jeremy Shamos will all be joining. So, Grace, what that brings to mind for me is all of these Broadway people, the main company is, you know, with Steve Martin and Martin Short, are Broadway legends. Selena Gomez, Broadway when? Selena Gomez, Broadway when is my, like, safe word. I don't understand. Here's the thing. I do understand because Broadway is hard. Yes. And Broadway does not always pay the same that television does but if my dearest darling jessica chastain is here Mm -hmm. i need selena to to bring and bring the rare beauty and i will do the partnership ma'am this is a call for selena gomez only what what do you want do you want to do a revival do you want to do the princess diaries musical i said it i'm waiting i'm just that's that's interesting no, I'm serious. I many moons. Everyone has thought about this. I know that they have. And if they haven't, they thought about it in their subconscious. I need Selena Gomez in a Princess Diaries musical on Broadway with Julie Andrews starring. Get that girl an EGOT right now. I'm saying it. Wow. Yeah. That blew my mind, Grace. Thank you. Danny Burstein in the hairdresser role, please. Oh, yeah. Was that a Stanley Tucci? Paolo. No. Was it Sam? I don't know. No, it wasn't. I, You're thinking of Devil Wears Prada. Oh, that's right. And that's different, okay. different Anne Hathaway movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. I was getting my Anne Hathaway vehicles uh, confused. But uh, all right. I'm here for it. Let's go. Let's go. Selena Gomez on Broadway. We had the Jonas Brothers on Broadway last week. I mean, she has a long history <laughs> with those guys. So uh, let's go. Uh, all right. One of the first things I did, actually, when I was driving 
to the gym before work today. You know what I did, Grace? What did you do? I opened up my Spotify and I played the one thing that you have to play when you're going to work out. I played the new Broadway cast album for the revival of Parade. Parade, yeah. Because... (laughs) Because that is what you do. Got me a little, this is not over yet. I got old Red Hills of Home. Got all of those things. It's literally like a five-minute drive to my gym. But I got in three songs and sat in the parking lot and listened to the last one. Um, That is available now. And to commemorate and to celebrate that, Ben Platt and Michaela Diamond were on the Today Show to do This Is Not Over Yet. Very similar to Audra and Stokes doing Mm -hmm. um, Wheels of a Dream on the day before. Um, Obviously, for... Both iconic songs, uh, obviously one's the original cast, one is this new cast, but it's just such a dynamic and powerful song. Like, I cannot, I, I cannot not get chills and tear up when I see them do this, whether it was on stage or in that video they did before the encores or the city center production. It's just mesmerizing. And Ashley and I talked about this when the reviews were coming out. I, I, I. I think Michaela Diamond's the leader for the Tony. Uh, all due respect to Victoria Clark. I I think Michaela is doing. Yeah, I've heard so incredible much things. Yeah, yeah, a lot of a lot of people have chimed in, and even like I think it was Jesse Green's like review specifically called out pretty early on. Yeah, it's her she, show. She is so powerful in the show, which I was like, okay, like that's that's a bold thing. And then the Critics' Choice. So I I'm very excited and curious. I hope to see it one day. Yeah, it's like you work in Broadway, but that doesn't mean you get to see everything on Broadway. Yeah, I mean, listen, like it's it's crazy. Like I there's so many schedules and there's so many people that have to get in, especially in the spring. It's such an exciting mm-hmm. time. And it's also just like really fun to get to help and work on all of these different projects. But yeah, Broadway's hard, y'all. There's so <laughs> many shows opening. Do you understand this, Matt? It's the most competitive I've season I've ever seen. It really and I am is- a youth. Yeah, it it really is crazy. And a lot of this has to do with like the buildup of shows coming out of the pandemic and everything that was really lining up to jump on any house possible. But I talked about this with like um, leading actress in a musical, but also leading actress in a play and all of these categories are stacked like potentially like the, the most competitive seasons in a lot of these Tony categories that we've that we've seen in in recent memory. Like I think what, as we get closer and we start to like actually focus and, and turn our attention to the Tonys, I think people are going to look at this and be like, "Damn, this is a season for the books in like every good way," uh, because there's so many dynamic and phenomenal performances happening, not only on stage right now, but things that closed earlier in the season. All right, one last thing that I want to recommend before we get out of here. This one uh, is kind of promoting a show, but it is not going to happen until August, and it's not going to happen in the United States. Casey Levy posted a video on her Instagram singing the song I Miss the Mountains from Next to Normal, which is a show that she will be doing at the Donmar Warehouse starting on August 12th and running through October 7th. I famously am not a Next to Normal fan. I, I think that it is bad like i think that it says a lot of bad things about uh mental health treatment uh, and it is does it kind of um irresponsibly but listen everyone has flaws matt everyone has bad takes and i think that's important <laughs> we're we try to be equitable here on broadway radio and sometimes we don't agree on things and that's okay you're that's right intense. i I do, I do think I do think it is totally fair and appropriate for you to have a wrong opinion on this. But my opinion being right also means that there are some actual like legitimate bangers in this, even though I am not uh, a Tom Kitt 
uh, fan. There are some great songs, and I Miss the Mountains is one of them. Casey Levy doing kind of a, I don't know if this is how it's going to be in the show or if this was just kind of her, you know, messing around. It's a little more toned down. It's just the intro. She like I think she cuts off with the first time she says, I Miss the Mountains. So it's a little toned down, a little bit more acoustic. Um, I think it might just be just a piano, but it's um, a little more mellow, and, and I like it. And, and obviously, Casey Levy is... Anything she sings is going to be amazing, but got me excited to hear more from this show, even though it's one of those shows where like this hair spring awakening. I'm sorry. Don't come for me on that one either. Grace, like I don't I don't need to see those shows ever again unless it's like a phenomenal cast. I'm not going to London to see this, but like if Casey Levy was doing this in New York, like I'd consider seeing it just for her. Yeah, I you know, usually for a lot of people, they're just excited to see whomever the cast is. And and not so much always like that property itself. You know what I mean? Like some people want to see, oh, yeah. I want to see this person as Gabe. I want to see this person as their Diana. And I think that that's totally to your point. Like this would be very exciting to see Casey do. So I'm I'm thrilled. I'm sure there are going to be more uh, videos. Oh, absolutely. All right, everybody. That's all that we have for today. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW Matt. Grace, where can people find you? You can find me on all forms of social media for the time being at It's Grace Aki. All right, everybody. Have a wonderful weekend. Don't forget, if you were listening to this on Patreon, check back a little bit later for the review recap episode for Bad Cinderella. And over the weekend, you will hear my interview with Ella Reward. Have a wonderful weekend. We'll be back to talk to you on Monday. <laughs>